Hi, Walt. Well, 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 Detective Ray Cameron, son of a gun, is that really you? Yeah, it's me, all right, Walt. How's about you? Hey, can't complain. Cannot complain, Raymond. Hiya, sport. That's a pretty fancy set of duds you got on there. What is it, Halloween or something, Ray? Did I miss something? Hey, kid, I'm only kidding. So, what can I do you for? Well, the thing is, uh, Walter, what I need is... I need your basic flamethrower. Flamethrower? <laughs> flamethrower? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flamethrower? Jesus. What's the matter? The old snub nose ain't good enough for you anymore? Uh, I know, I know. Just break out the old heavy artillery, will you, Walt? Switch out one BB gun and one flamethrower. There you go. Uh, by the way, you gotta watch out for this baby. Once you like the pilot, it goes out, and it plays hard to get like a son of a bitch. Thanks. So, uh, if you just let me have the requisition. Oh, well. <laughs> the thing is... Oh, uh, the thing is, Walter, I, um... I don't have a requisition form, is the thing. Uh, you don't. Well, uh, geez. To tell you the truth, Ray, that could be a little problem. Yeah. There could be a little problem. It's showtime. That are alive, you are coming with me. I'm sitting on a gold mine. Don't make me smack you, sweetheart. I'll do it. Welcome to Comic-Cons, a geek podcast for the rest of us. Who are the rest of us? Well, the people that don't take this shit that seriously on this podcast. The stuff that doesn't really matter. But we love it. We love to talk about it. We love to rant about it. And so what am I doing here? Nick Stevens, your host. I'm here to talk about shit that I want to talk about. I'm here to rant about things that I want to rant about. And sometimes you want to rant about things that don't fit into another show. You know, like uh, like Highway to Hell. You know, should we talk about Highway to Hell? A little movie from 1991 featuring Oscar-winning performances by Chad Lowe and Christy Swanson. A demon patrolman, you know, that kidnaps Christy Swanson. Uh, and then there's a hot pursuit through hell, you know. Ben Stiller plays Attila the Hun. Gilbert Godfrey plays Hitler. Should we talk about that movie? No, maybe not. Maybe we should just talk about, uh, you know... 
a little town called Bedford Falls. Uh, and no, not not the Bedford Falls from It's One for Life, but like like I live in a small town. You know what I mean? I live in a small town. It's it's not so small as it once was, maybe ten years ago, and even like twenty, thirty years ago. I remember when it was a dirt road and you could rent a porno from Movie Stop. If you never once realized how small your town is, how small your town truly is, how small is it? Uh, watching Pawn Store commercials in a movie theater before your movie starts, like it's a normal occurrence. And I had a friend from Arizona who moved out here for a job and we were watching a movie together and I was just sitting there in silence and that Pawn Store commercial comes on and all you locals might know, maybe you non-locals don't know, it's an it's a ad at the beginning of the movies before the actual trailers start, like a local ad for a fucking pawn store, like two of them. And the one guy's like, the real deal, you know? Guns, ammo, PA systems, <laughs> CDs, gold, gold? Like, who sells gold? What do you think I'm made of gold? Hell no! You know, it's just the craziest thing when you really think about it. Like, why is there a fucking commercial for a pawn store? But I didn't think anything of it. And he was like, this is not normal. Uh, so again, small town kind of shit, you know? Um, and I was thinking about it, like what I used to do with my friends, like in high school, you know, we'd go out to a movie on a Saturday night. My dad would give me like 10 bucks, you know, maybe 20 bucks. You know, it was the nineties after all, you know, now I'd be like, you need 50 bucks. I don't know why he sounds like that, but we would go out and see a movie and like, you know, no harm, no foul. You know, we would just go out, see the movie and then go to a waffle house or a diner or like a, or, 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 or or Denny's afterwards, and we'd smoke cigarettes, you know, most of us underage, and then talk about the movie and hang out, you know, and then one of us would drive us all back to, like, my house, and, like, nine of us would be asleep on my parents' living room floor, but no intoxicants, you know, no druggies, just dudes watching movies, and then, like, this is, like, when people had their licenses, and then, and then, like, maybe, like, towards my senior year, I had a friend, Mr. Sean Lemley, who worked at a food line. He would somehow get beer from the food line. I should probably take his name out because I don't want to incriminate him. Even though, I mean, I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations probably, well, you know what I mean. Uh, so we'd have like beer. We'd have like a case of beer for like eight of us, you know, and I, we'd, I'd have like two of them and get to sleep and go to bed. You know what I'm saying? So this is before like, you know, the, the drinking days, the, you know, oh shit. Whoops, there goes gravity. I got a cavity. You know what I'm saying? All that shit, you know, it was just innocent, good times. But we never like questioned about how small our town was. We never thought like all this shit we were doing was like borderline small town Hicksville. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't do it. We didn't, we didn't go to any crazy wild parties. It wasn't, it wasn't even on our mind. You know what I'm saying? Thankfully we didn't, we never went cow tipping. So we're not, we never became full fledged rednecks, but I definitely rode on the back of like a dude's ATV. Like it went like mudding through the fucking woods and like thinking like, yeah, this is totally normal. You know what I'm saying? You know? And it's, it was badass. It was a good time. But I'm saying, like, we weren't, like, hip with it. We weren't cool kids. You know what I'm saying? We'd rather watch redneck zombies at my house than meet girls. I mean, I was like, girls? What the fuck you want to meet girls for? And then eventually, I mean, I had friends that went on to meet girls. And then I was kind of butthurt. And like, come on, guys. You don't want to come over? And like, But I always had friends that just come over to the house. And we just watch movies, like, every fucking weekend. That's what we did every weekend. The only thing we didn't do was do a podcast. So doing this podcast is really kind of like... A dream come true for me because it's just I get to talk about shit that I always love doing, which is watching movies and talking about those movies. And we would do it as friends, like hanging out, smoking cigarettes, having 2.5 beers, you know, 
then somewhere like you know along the way we all got a little older you know people either went off and did their own things people either started a family people either joined the military people either, you know what i'm saying a, a myriad of possibilities and here we are today on the raggedy edge but I was thinking about it because I was like, you know, whether it's the Waffle House or a Blockbuster or like stealing my dad's video camera and just driving around town. Maybe it's just stealing a fucking random construction cone and bringing it back to the house or like the standee for a little Caesar's pizza, like the wooden fucking standee stealing that. Or maybe it's stealing a bag of mulch from the giant and then actually getting stopped by an undercover cop saying, hey, put that fucking bag back, you fucking losers. Maybe it's something so random like that, you know? Maybe it's stealing a case of Surge outside of the Fast Mart because they used to put all their sodas out front next to this big fucking, like, marquee-looking ad, and then you couldn't see it from the cashier inside the store, so we'd, like, pull up and get gas, and, like, quick, open the Bronco, load it up with Surge, you know? And I realize I'm kind of quasi-confessing to some, like, you know, early adolescent misdemeanors here, but but uh, it's just stupid, dumb kid shit that we did, you know what I mean? And, um... I think we might as well have been rednecks, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Like, we might as well, for, for all I know, from any other kid, from any other, like, socialite perspective or urban setting or, like, cityscape, they'd look at our activities in Fredericksburg, you know what I'm saying, or in any burg, for that matter, or any vania. You know, anytime you live in a vania or a burg, like, that should be synonymous with neck most of the time. You know what I'm saying? So what are we? Are we just a quaint little town like Bedford Falls? Or are we living in Hicksville, USA? You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's an abundance of trucks around. I'm driving around the other day, and I was like, I don't remember it being this country. And I've talked about this before in the podcast, but I was like, there's so many fucking trucks. Like, there's a lot of fucking trucks here. And here's the thing. I get it. You know, people like trucks. You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't like a truck, right? Well, I fucking hate trucks. Okay? Just drive a normal fucking car like everybody else, because I guarantee you, I fucking guarantee you that half the fucking people that drive trucks in this town, and I know some of them, don't even haul shit. They don't haul shit. They just drive a fucking truck, or they jack the truck up and put it on these huge fucking tires and with a loud exhaust, and they're just huffing and buffing, and they're just jugging and chugging and fucking. And I'm like, get the fuck out of the road. You're in the way. You're just loud. You're just abrasive. You're fucking obnoxious. Just go from point A to point B. What are you doing? Are you hauling shit? You hauling shit? Are you hauling anything? Like there should be a law, like a legislation passed immediately saying, hey, look, if you're going to be lifting and carrying shit from A to B to Z to whatever to QRSTUV, please drive this truck, drive this giant truck to haul said shit or debris or mistakes from your past or anything that you want to get rid of, a body, Bubba Fett's helmet, whatever just drive the truck but if you're not hauling shit and you just driving and you just driving around town or up 95 and back get the fuck out of your truck i see some of these guys at the commuter lot they just drive their trucks to the commuter lot to get on a fucking train these big fucking trucks then you park your little honda between them and you can't see when you're inching out to try to get out of the fucking parking lot you know, and you got people going like 70 miles an hour in a parking lot because they got to get home and eat those bagel bites or drink that shot of whiskey and hit their wife. Whatever the decision, just please, come on. I mean, does anybody else feel me on this? Has it, does anybody else listening, listening to this podcast uh, live in a town surrounded by trucks? Maybe you're wondering, hey, what does this have to do with comic books? Well, nothing at all. All I was going to say was that I think it's ridiculous. 
I did see a video online on Instagram. Somebody posted this on one of the comic book movie websites that on the Joker set, a 1966-era Batmobile was spotted being towed by a truck. There's your segue for you, trucks and Batmobiles. And so people are like, all like, oh my God, it's on the set of the, the new Joker movie. Batman, the 1966 Batmobile is going to be in the Joker movie? Guys, kids, can we just wait till a fucking movie comes out before we start speculating? Does every single shot on the set or around the set have to indicate that some crazy twist is happening? You know, when you see pictures of Spider-Man's new suit from the movie that's coming out like two years from now and everyone's fucking frothing at the mouths over it and coming in their pants, can we just wait for it to happen? Granted, I'm not going to lie. I look at these pictures. I click on these these links and I look at this shit, but I'm not freaking out about it, you know? And I did watch the new Hellboy trailer and it's not official. I, I can't believe I did this. It leaked from the New York Comic Con and I went to it, I clicked on it, like the clickbait, like the bait that it was just there waiting for me, like a Vienna sausage, calling its master home saying, hey, come on in the trailer, you know you want the Viennas, they've been waiting for you, along with a nice copy of Hot Legs, an old porno you used to watch back in the day, it was a red cassette, we all know, if there's anybody listening, give me an amen, and there I am, you know, and I got nowhere else to go, so I'm like, all right, I'll just watch this thing, and I did watch it, and it was actually enjoyable but i'm just disappointed that i watched the leaked version i can't even do a play-by-play on it because it was kind of fuzzy and and out of focus and i caught some of the dialogue but the but the sound quality wasn't the best and there's people's heads in the way and then they're laughing and screaming you know and it's like why did i even watch this you know what i mean can we just wait till the movie comes out maybe we could just do without trailers online maybe we could just go back to the good old days where they give us a trailer in a movie theater i remember there was a time when people bought tickets to another movie just to see the trailer for a different movie. Like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go see Curly Sue so I can see the Batman Returns trailer. I remember those days. That was a thing. But yeah, a lot of movie nights in my youth. Not a lot of parties or girls. God forbid. Not a lot of girls. Too busy hanging out with dudes. Too busy hanging out with dudes. Take care. One single iota about a girl or girls, plural. Uh, just movie nights and a lot of bad movies, but uh, but some gems in between. And I'm not going to talk about Highway to Hell. I thought about it, but we're not going to do it. Instead, let's talk a little bit about Fred Decker's Night of the Creeps. If you guys haven't seen this movie, you should. I mean, there's aliens, there's leech-infested zombies, there's 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 a there's a nerd, of course, pining for a a sporty girl. You know, there's a burned-out detective looking for meaning in his life. Just the right amount of extra cheese tossed in with some great one-liners. And then who can resist blasting away zombies with a shotgun and a flamethrower? This all happens in Night of the Creeps. And Fred Decker, whose name you might recognize from a little movie called Monster Squad. So it's worth it's worth checking out. It's a fun little guy. It's on Voodoo. You can watch it with the ads. You can probably find it on YouTube. Is it a shitty, cheesy movie? Yes. But is it fun to watch? Yes. Is it call to work good? No. Is it catching on cable good? Yes. Would I watch it again? Yes. Would I charge somebody? No. Would I bring it up again? Maybe. Should I have brought it up on the podcast? I don't know. But check it out. You know, I'm just I'm sentimental about a lot of things. I remember watching that when I was younger and thinking it was crazy, fun, good times with my high school buddies. And now watching it again as a 30-something-year-old man with a baby boy. I recognize it exactly for what it is, you know, and I still chuckled to myself, you know, softly, you know, under my breath. Um, I didn't cry, though. I didn't cry. Well, I'm, I, you know, 
I can be sentimental without crying. You know what I'm saying? I, I had a friend one time in high school. He was so sad when high school finally ended, like in the summer hit us, because he couldn't creep on girls anymore. Like he used to seriously creep on girls. I'm not going to say his name. And if he's listening to this, you know who you are, buddy. Uh, not Buddy Hamilton. Like Buddy is in like friend, like pal. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to incriminate Buddy Hamilton. Buddy Hamilton's a scholar and a gentleman, a tall gentleman. Yeah, but high school was, was over and, and summer was upon us, you know? Here's the summer, here's the summer, the summer of love. He was so blown. He was the same guy that would like go for like walks in the summertime just to get that BJ, you know what I'm saying? Like hiking through woods and through and through hills. And we all had at least one friend and we all knew at least one culprit, one girl who was guilty of said activities. Everybody knew, it was always, everybody had one. Every neighborhood had one, you know what I'm saying? And like you'd see the guys, like the boys with the fucking boss denim shorts like hiking through woods. I just gotta get that one beach. I walked 90 miles through different counties. Come on. I've talked about this at length with friends and peers and they and they have validated the story that this in fact is a real thing and I'm not just making this shit up. So as I'm being sentimental about this kind of shit, it's important to recall that just because we're sentimental about things doesn't mean we got to get emotional. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to get emotional about every little thing, but this whole podcast wouldn't exist if I wasn't being sentimental, you know? So I didn't get sentimental about high school ending. I was actually kind of, I was, I was looking ahead. I was always looking ahead. You know, now as I get older, I'm finding myself, I find out that I'm, I'm looking back, you know, I'm looking back more than I've ever done before. You know, when I was younger, I was just like, come on, whatever's in front of me, no time like the present to get ripped apart. You know, and now I'm like, cuts in the cradle in the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man on the moon. Like my son hasn't even left the house yet. And I'm already th- singing cats in the fucking cradle. Just, I haven't missed that chance to throw the first ball with him. And I'm singing cats in the cradle, you know? He hasn't started a, a fucking successful firm, you know, and completely become estranged from his father, you know? He hasn't had like three marriages, you know, and an ill-conceived notion of, 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 his, of his dad, you know, <laughs> or any ill-conceived bastard children, for that matter, scattered across the globe. He hasn't had any of that, you know? He's just a little baby boy. He's sleeping right now while I'm just rambling away. I don't even know if anything I'm saying is making sense. Have you guys ever felt that way? Have you guys ever had something you're so sentimental about that you just cried? I mean, I think my friend's epiphany that he had about not being able to creep on girls was something deeper, something more subversive. I think it was honestly just like, oh shit, the, the age of innocence is, is gone. Even though a lot of people lose their innocence in high school. The age of innocence, what it's supposed to be, was gone. Now we're, now we're adults. Now we're 18 and we do what we want and then we're off off we go. I think honestly it was because a lot of us were going, to, going off somewhere to, to, to school and he was kind of sticking back. And I think that kind of fucked with him, you know what I mean? Or he was just seriously depressed about not creeping on girls. But, you know, uh, there's that. But speaking of emotional, um, I forgot to talk about a movie that I saw at the beginning of the month with my wife. A little movie called A Star is Born. Now, it's not it's not a Comic-Con movie, okay? But holy fucking shit. We were emotionally spent after we saw this movie. It is a solid movie. Do I kind of wish that Bradley Cooper had discovered me hmm? and swept me off my feet? Of course. I have no shame explaining that I cried. Um, I did cry. I, I cried a lot. Um, okay, I didn't cry, but I mean, I welled up, you know, like a dude. I mean, you know, and, but fuck dudes who say they don't cry. You know what I mean? Especially like if you're pouring your heart and soul out somewhere, you know, 
And somebody's like, why the fuck is he crying? Dude, I'm fucking, I'm vulnerable. I'm, be, I'm like opening up right now. I'm like a fucking threadbare tapestry, you know? And I'm just unwinding and unweaving. And here I am, you know, for all of you to look at. You know, I'm on display, you know? Dude, any dude that calls another dude a pussy for crying, I don't know. I mean, if it's legit tears. If the dude's crying like over every little thing. Like high school coming to an end. But I mean, look, uh, I don't regret shedding a little tearsy. You know what I'm saying? Because fuck a dude who's going to make fun of a dude for shedding a tearsy. So I shed a little tearsy. So I welled up a little bit. I wasn't like bawling. My wife was kind of bawling, but I wasn't bawling. It's a sad fucking movie. If you haven't seen the original, and pause real quick, side note. I know there was like three originals, but when I say the original... I am referring to the Chris Christopherson, Barbara Streisand one, because this is this this incarnation of it was was pretty much the same movie as that, but but different, but more modern. But it was the same characters, you know. I mean, if you look at Chris Christopherson and then look at Bradley Cooper, bada bing, bada boom. If you look at Barbara Streisand and you look at Lady Gaga, bada bing, bada boom. And Lady Gaga, she had the pipes. She had the pipes. When I first saw her, when she first came out on the scene, I was like, who is this crazy bitch? With the fucking meat suits, and the, you know, and I know the gays they love her, God bless them. But I really didn't get her, you know. And then I heard her sing. I think it was like uh, "Give Me a Thousand Reasons," "Give Me a Thousand Reasons," "Give Me Another." I hold myself out here to walk away. Yeah, look, she's got the pipes, and in this movie, she crushes it. I wish she would do a whole album of music like the music from *A Star Is Born*. I really do. She's got it, and she acts the fuck out of this movie. And Bradley Cooper directed the fuck out of this picture, and he acted the hell out of it. And Sam Elliott, holy shit! There's a scene where Sam Elliott wells up. And let me tell you something. I did a little bit of this. <laughs> it fucking cracks you. It cracks your soul. Like I felt my soul crack a little bit when he did that. It's kind of like when you hear Johnny Cash crack a little bit. You know, after his wife died, he, he released some of those later records. There he was old and he was mostly just talking instead of singing. You know, the beast in me. You know, you hear him start to crack a little bit and it gets you. There's a man torn asunder. You know what I'm saying? Set apart from himself. Mm. I say all that to talk about another man torn asunder, set apart from himself, and that's Mr. Matt Murdock himself, the dare a devil. And I wanted to sit down and talk about season three because I binged the entire thing already. It came out Friday and it was a busy weekend. You know, I did a lot of stuff with my son. I watched Halloween Friday night. Uh, this is a Monday night now and I've finished everything. I've finished all 10 episodes and by all 10 episodes, I mean... I watched most of them and fast-forwarded through a lot. <laughs> uh, this is a solid season. It's probably the best season. It's probably the best Netflix show. It's my favorite, at least. Uh, and there's a few reasons for that. I think Daredevil is just a more appealing character for this kind of format because um, he's kind of like Batman, and you can do a lot of things with his character that are very episodic. Um, Iron Fist... Nobody really gave a fuck about, and Finn Jones was a suggay. Suggay. And there were way too many boardroom meetings. And Luke Cage, he was cool. My culture was great. But I felt like some of the supporting characters and some of the supporting stories, uh, they just weren't the good. Did I say story? How did I say stories? I was like, stories? Stories? The stories. They're not good. Non-stortanic. 
I don't know. The pace is good, man. It's great to see Fisk again. Vincent D'Onofrio. He comes back as Fisk. The kingpin. We don't spend too long on the church uh, with a wounded Murdoch. As you guys may or may not recall, he was... He had a, a, basically a building fell on him at the end of Defenders. Okay, no big deal. He survived. It's a show. Suspend the disbelief. Uh, Sister Maggie's in it from the comics, and she's played by the Joanne Wally, formerly Joanne Wally Kilmer. Can anybody say Willow in the fucking house? She was so hot in that movie. She's aged. Not as hot as she used to be, but she's great to watch. She's a great actress. It's fun. And then Bullseye. He has an entrance in this show that is just spectacular. I mean, it is. I'll say it. It's spectacular. All right, it's not spectacular, but it's definitely cool to watch. It's fun. Um, but the first few episodes definitely keep it, keeps it rolling. There's no bullshit. There's no, it's not slow. It's fast paced. Um, even Karen is better, you know, even though there's a whole episode devoted to her backstory that I don't give a fuck about because you Karen, you're not daredevil. Um, and everybody wants to be a martyr in this show. So that kind of gets old. Like every, every time somebody dies, someone's like, he died and it was my fault he died. He died, and I was the whole reason he was even there in the first place. He died because of me. He died because of me. This whole thing, it's on me. Everybody wants to be a narcissistic martyr. Look, guys, it's not your fault, okay? We live in a universe where a guy can literally throw fucking bamboo shoots out of his asshole without even looking and kill somebody, you know? And by the way, Bullseye definitely does kill people with the most random things. At one point, he throws a pile of trash at somebody's face while he's not even looking, and I'm assuming that you kids know by now that Bullseye can just shoot anything from any distance and nail it, hence the name Bullseye. But uh, yeah, yeah, Foggy is still annoying. Uh, and he's definitely a high school actor, so that can get the fuck out of here. And uh, <laughs> his acting, he acts like a kid in high school. Not, not like a kid in high school would act, but like, like a kid actor, like a high school kid actor. Like I used to be a high school kid actor, like in drama class, and that's how kids would act, like, no, stop. Wait a minute. I'm trying to talk to you now. You know, it's just very, oh, God, we get it. There is a prison fight in this show. It's like four or five episodes in. And it's seriously the coolest fucking thing I've seen on television. It's so epic that it doesn't even belong on television. It's like something out of the dark night. And I'll just tell you, Daredevil has to fucking fight his way out of a fucking prison. Because in this season, kids, the Kingpin, when he says he's back, he's back. He's got his hands and everything. He's got his, his money and his hands everywhere. He, he, he somehow manipulates the FBI to let him out of prison and stay in a fucking penthouse. And he's got hands on everybody. He's got, he owns the cops. He owns the jailers. He owns the, the FBI. He owns the fucking waste management. He owns everybody. You know what I'm saying? And um, can he really control that many people? You know, it's a terrifying thing. It's a terrifying thing to think about anybody having that much control. But it's also TV show kids. So if you get let, if you let that bother you, you need to remember suspense or disbelief. Also, can Daredevil keep getting stabbed? How many fucking times does he get stabbed? He gets stabbed a lot in the show too, and then he goes and fights somebody with these like open stab marks and stab wounds, just seeping blood from his costume. I love that he goes. He wears the old costume, like the old black hoodie, mask thing tied around his head. Um, but there's still that bullshit between Murdoch and Karen. He's he's trying to be different. He actually wants to kill Kingpin and like forget that, forget the old Matt Murdoch that just wanted to lock people away and bring justice, you know. But don't worry, that Matt Murdoch comes back. 
And I don't, I don't want to spoil too many things. I think I've spoiled enough already. But it is a solid season. I think it's the best season. But there's still a lot of bullshit that you got to fast forward. At least I had to fast forward. There's just a lot of the pacing with these shows. I mean, they're 13 episodes. They're like an hour long each, if not more. And they don't need to be that long. And there doesn't need to be that many. I feel like you could tell this story, especially Daredevil, like 10 solid 45-minute episodes. You know? I mean, I just finished Better Call Saul, the new season. Dude, what a great fucking show. They're 45 minutes. They're 10 episodes. And this is a show that you really shouldn't give a fuck about. Like, it's about a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? And we all know it's, like, intriguing because he becomes Saul in, in Breaking Bad. And if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, holy fucking shit, you need to see it. I, I'm not just one of those assholes. Like, everybody else is just jumping on the hype train. It really is one of the greatest shows on television ever made. Period. Watching Jimmy McGill's transition to Saul Goodman is intriguing and it is mesmerizing you know and then seeing these other characters like fucking uh oh shit what the fuck the chilean guy the fucking pollo guy the chicken guy mr fucking i'm gonna remember his name when i'm doing the podcast the main baddie the bad guy from breaking bad they kind of bring him back in here to kind of give you a little bit more of his origin story he's great to watch and of course mike ermintrout okay i could watch a whole goddamn show on just him so why is this show so good the characters are intriguing. The world is intriguing. We care about the characters. We care about the world. We're going to care about the episodes. You could do, I dare say, 13 episodes of Better Call Saul, and you could make each of those an hour long, and people would love it. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe not. Maybe I'm just refuting the whole thing I just said about how you make them shorter, you pack it in, and people care more. You leave them wanting more. Whereas with these Netflix shows, they drag it out. Daredevil doesn't have any boardroom meetings, but there's a lot of foggy and Karen going back and forth, you know. Um, and I'm grateful that they, that they don't spend too long on the whole Murdoch coming to terms with his, who he is and why he's going to get out of the, the church and, and get back on his feet and fight crime again, you know. Because there's a little bit of a sitting around like, where he's licking his wounds going, what's the point of all this? People, everybody I know just dies. Yeah, no shit. You're a vigilante. Okay? You have secret identity. You're hanging out with people that are not vigilantes. Most likely, they're going to get hurt. Happens to Batman all the fucking time. Think about Joker and the fucking killing joke. And Babs, good old Barbara Gordon, becoming crippled. <laughs> Spoils of war, right? No? Maybe not? I mean, Jack Nicholson said it himself, you know, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. You know? And his love interest in 1989 jumped all the way out the window. And he didn't care. He was just like, hey, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of all my brain. I just like the sound of it. Uh, so yeah, Daredevil, season three. It is. Obviously, catch it on cable good. But he's probably the only character out of all these Netflix shows that I would like to see transition into the MCU, if they could do it. And I think, I think he's the only one that really deserves longevity in terms of a series. Like even The Punisher, I, which I liked. I really liked The Punisher. And I do, I love John Bernthal. But I don't know if he can stretch it out as Frank Castle. I really don't. Because I don't think, at least in the direction they're going, like in the first one, they kind of honed in on the whole PTSD thing, the military thing, and it was cool. But we just need less from him. Like Frank Castle's supposed to be cold and like a man of few words, and we don't need a lot of in-depth character study on him. It's everybody else, like the bad guys and the shitstorm and everything around it that kind of makes the Punisher who he is. It's not necessarily like Frank's backstory that makes him who he is and I mean, his, losing his family, of course, makes him who he is, but we don't need to know, like, what he's thinking or what he's feeling. We definitely don't need any love interest whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Please. 
Um, but Iron Fist got fucking canceled. Thank you, Jesus. You know? And then Luke Cage got canceled. Fine. I'm fine with it. I was so fine. You know why I was fine with it? Because I don't give a fuck about it. I don't give a fuck about Luke Cage. Like I said, my Coulter was fine, man. But that last season was weak sauce. Nobody gives a fuck about these characters, these side characters. Daredevil works because he's like Batman. He shows up. He fucks some people up. He's got his tragic flaws. He doesn't want to kill people, but but the people are so bad and so evil and so wretched that they corrupt his soul and corrupt him, try to corrupt him and try to bring him to the brink of that edge, like just like Batman. He's just a dude, no superpowers, trying to make it, unstoppable. But is he unstoppable? No, he's just a dude. That's what makes it appealing. Iron Fist and like the fucking dragon and all that. Who gives a shit? And if you're not even going to do cool kung fu dragon shit when you have all that power and your fist glows like once every five episodes and the rest of the time you're in a boardroom meeting, who gives a shit? Yisagay. And Luke Cage, I love you again, but nobody gives a fuck about the barbershop or the club or Mariah. (laughs) At least I don't. I don't know. Uh, So yeah, Daredevil season three. Check it out. It's worth watching. And check out Night of the Creeps. Also worth watching. And check out Better Call Saul if you haven't seen that. Also, my wife and I are watching The Good Place. That's fantastic. Kristen Bell, always fun to watch. And Ted Danson, who the fuck doesn't love Ted Danson? You know? Uh, So these were just rants. These were just things that I wanted to rant about. Uh, There was no reviews here. No in-depth reviews, anyway. Oh, Titans is great, too, on the DC Universe. If you guys haven't seen Titans and you don't have DC Universe, you should get it, or find somebody that does have it, log in, watch it, it's great, it's probably the best superhero, it's probably the best live action superhero show, on television right now, that's right, I said it, it's solid, it's pretty solid, and there were only two episodes in, but it's solid, because it's fun, it's fast paced, but it's dark, and it's gritty at the same time, it's good, it's bloody, you know, people die, it's got a little bit of humor, okay, not a lot of humor, but it does, but yeah, that's it for me, guys. When we come back next episode, we will be talking about an actual movie. I think it's going to be Cemetery Man, which is a request we had from an old friend way, 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 way back when this podcast started years ago or a year and a half ago or so, and we just never got around to it. So I'm excited to finally honor his request and also have him on the show at the same time. So that'll be happening. We're looking forward to that. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, it's kind of one of those cult classics that's so classic that I actually had to unearth a copy of this on the dark web. I couldn't, I could not find a copy that was not like 50 bucks for sale and I, and I couldn't find it anywhere online streaming or to rent it. Actually, I did find a copy on YouTube, so I might just watch it on YouTube. I also want to thank everybody for giving me your shout outs for the 90s Halloween movies, which your picks were for that. Some of you didn't even list 90s Halloween movies. You just listed your favorite Halloween movies, period, but I loved it. Um, so thank you for all your feedback on that. We were thinking about doing a 90s Halloween movie episode. So that might be something we do here leading up to the big uh, Halloween day episode. Or we might just do Blade 2, you know, because that's on Netflix and I haven't seen it in a while. And Guillermo del Toro is amazing. And who doesn't fucking love Blade 2? I think it's the best Blade movie out of all the Blade movies. So those are some of the movies coming up. Also, Barbed Wire, Best Trilogies, Die Hard, Ghostbusters, Robin Hood, and Wreck-It Ralph 2, Hulkamania, and Spider-Man and Spider-Verse, Aquaman, and of course, a bonus episode of Dark Knight Trilogy and, you know, glasses maybe some star trek discovery stuff when it comes back on the air in january so that's all we got for you guys here 
right now. Remember, whatever we said on this show, no matter how offensive or intrusive or borderline obtrusive, <laughs> don't take it seriously because at the end of the day, it's just fiction. Thanks for listening. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.